Hi everyone and welcome to episode three of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce or even eliminate work-related discomfort. And as always, I'm your host, Neve Pentony of Boyne Ergonomics. Today's episode is going to focus on what the ideal posture is when you're sitting and you're working on a computer. So whether it's for work or whether it's for hobbies, if you're sitting and you're using a computer, there is an ideal posture that you can achieve that will reduce your risk of injury and discomfort. So what I would recommend to do is if you are listening to this episode because you have a concern about your posture or you're interested in in the postures that you should have when you're working at a computer, I actually recommend listening to this episode while you're seated at your computer workstation. And that way, as I'm talking through the different positions and giving you different tips, you can assess your own posture and see where you fit in with it And you should be able to make some quick and easy changes as the podcast goes that will help reduce your risk of injury and discomfort. And I'll also like to say that this podcast episode is giving DSE advice, postural advice for the general population. Just a little disclaimer, there are different tips and there are different postures that will help people with specific issues. This is just aimed at general computer users and I will get to specifics in other episodes. So normally when I see or I read or I listen to podcasts and articles about DSE posture, most people start at the base, your feet and your foot placement. I'm actually not going to do that. The reason being that if you judge your positioning based on your feet and how your feet feel and how solid they feel on the floor, that can actually, depending on your surface, throw off the whole posture of your upper body your back, your neck, your shoulders, your elbows. So I'm actually going to start with your seated height relative to your work surface. Okay, so we're talking about the elbow position. No matter what surface you're using, whether you're sitting at a computer workstation, whether you're sitting at your kitchen table, whether you're sitting at a kitchen island or a breakfast counter, anything like that, or when you're standing, again, any surface, sit, stand, desk, island, If you are working on a computer and you're going to be typing, you're going to be using the mouse, the elbow is your guide to where you should be positioned relative to that surface. Or if you're standing, that can also be the belly button. But basically what you want is that when your hand is sitting on your mouse, and importantly, the shoulders are relaxed. So give the shoulders, I always say, give them a little shrug, let them relax, roll them back a few times, take out any tension. Rest your hand on the surface of the table on your mouse or rest it on your keyboard. When you do that, the elbow should stay level. So there should be a straight line from your elbow to your hand. Your elbow should not dip below the surface and your elbow should not be too high above the surface. Now, I will say there is slight change in recommendations if you're using a thick mechanical keyboard. So we're talking a keyboard, an old style keyboard that has is about three centimeters thick and has the mechanical keys on it it is actually all right to have the elbow slightly above the desk because the keyboard is three centimeters the top of your keyboard sorry is approximately three centimeters higher than your table so as long as it's level with the keyboard level with your mouse and you're not so high that you find yourself leaning forward to rest your forearms on the table that position is okay The reason you don't want your elbows 
to drop underneath your table is if you were to type and use the mouse with relaxed shoulders and you have a difference of a couple of centimetres between your elbow height and the height of the table and your elbow is dropping underneath the table, the forearm, the underside of your forearm is going to come in contact with the edge of the table and that can be really uncomfortable and cause contact stress. And what we will do unknowing a lot of the time to ourselves to avoid that or to compensate for this height is we will tense the shoulders. So either we'll raise the shoulders, we'll abduct them by bringing the elbows away from the body and hooching our arms up onto the table, or we push the keyboard back on the table and lean forward away from the chair. And these are all things that we do to compensate for being too low for our surface. And when you do that, that of course is going to put strain on your upper back, your neck, your shoulders and your lower back. So when you're seated upright or when you're standing and you have your hands resting on the mouse or you have your hand resting on your keyboard and you let the shoulders relax, there should be no drop in the elbow below the surface of the table. Slightly above the table is okay if you're using a mechanical keyboard. If you're using one of the slimline compact keyboards, I'd be aiming again just to kind of have it level with the table just to reduce adverse postures of the wrist. Now, if you are seated at a desk, so for example, some of the curved desk, L-shaped desks, and you have yourself positioned in the corner, depending on the type of chair that you use, it can be hard to get your seat to the right height where your elbow doesn't drop below your table, totally depending on your stature, of course. If that is the case, if you are sitting in a position where the elbow drops slightly below the table and you can't bring yourself up higher because the armrests get in the way or you can't get in close enough to your table where you're comfortable, what I do recommend to do then is put up the little legs on the back of the keyboard so that at least when you have your hand on the keyboard, you have a straight run from your hand to your elbow when you're typing. Usually, though, you should be able to get yourself into that position. So that's your height seated and standing relative to your surface. So I always start with that because once you have that right, everything else can be adjusted to reduce the strain on your body. So now if we go to the feet. So what you're looking for is when you're seated at the appropriate height for your desk or your work surface, whatever you're using, you should have support under your feet. You should be able to plant your feet fully on either the floor or a footrest or a foam roller or a yoga block or a shoebox or whatever it is you need to use to get the appropriate level of support under your feet. You should not be sitting where in a position where only your toes are reaching the floor and your heels are coming up or you're wrapping your legs behind you to get stability. If you cannot fully and comfortably plant your feet again on the floor or on a footrest or on something else, what will happen then is you will have less stability when you're seated and your hip muscles and your back muscles are going to have to work harder to keep you stable, which of course is going to fatigue them and cause discomfort. Also, what will happen is you will shift forward. So you see it a lot in the offices. You will perch on the edge of your seat to get your feet on the floor, which of course then you've got poor postures of the hip and your lower back is not supported. So again, we're causing strain. So what I say to do is always adjust your seated height and then check your foot placement. Can you comfortably rest your feet heel to toe on the floor? If you can, great. 
if you can't, you need to get something under your feet to give you that stability. And what you use really depends on your stature. So for me, when I'm seated at my desk, I use a foam roller under my feet. There is a really, really big gap between the floor and my feet because I am quite short. So when I sit at the right height for my desk, I can just about plant my toes on the ground with an effort. So I pop a foam roller under my feet and that gives me stability that allows me to sit back in my chair without feeling like I'm going to fall forward or without feeling like I'm unstable. Now, if you use something as a foot support, so if you don't have a footrest or if you use a foam roller, just always make sure whatever you're using, have a look at the position of your knee relative to your hip when your feet are on the support that you're using. Your knees should not be pushed up over your hip level. Hip and knee level with each other, fine. Hip ever so slightly above the knee, also fine. But you don't want your knee over your hip because that is going to pull on your lower back and cause a problem. So if, for example, you're working from home now and you go, do you know what? I will hire my chair and you realize, oh, hang on, my heels don't touch the floor. Have a look around the house at what you have that you could put under your feet. As I said, it could be a foam roller. It could be a phone book. It could be anything at all. It could be a yoga block, a shoebox. Just make sure that it is not so thick that when you put your feet on it, it's pushing your knees up higher than your hips. So you might have to have a little hunt around. But all you want is something that is high enough that when you pl- put your feet down, they're fully planted, they're supported. It will also raise your thighs up a little off the chair, which will help with the circulation. But that is your stable base. But actually, your base doesn't come first when I'm setting somebody up. Always the elbows first. Then we look at the base and then make sure that by if we need to add something to give the stable base, it doesn't push the knees up over the hips. So you want your hip and knees level or your hip ever so slightly above your knee. Either of those is fine. So once you get your base and once you have had a look at your hip and your knee and you've got your seated height and you're happy with that, now we deal with what's on the top of your table. So your screens should be positioned at such a height that when you're sitting back in your chair and your neck is relaxed and you're looking straight ahead, you are looking at the top third of your screen. And that means that the whole of your screen is in your field of vision. Now, there is a change here. If you wear a very focal lens, you'll know that if you have your screen at such a height where the top one third of your screen is level with your eye line, you know that to read some of your screen, you're going to be looking up, tilting your head back and looking down through that reading portion of your lenses. So for anyone who wears a very focal lens, I do recommend bringing the screen down a bit and tilting it back a little bit. So tilt the top of the screen back and play around because it will vary based on your prescription. And whether it's bifocals or trifocals or your different kind of glasses, find the height and the position that when your shoulders are relaxed, you're looking straight ahead, you can see your screen. And for some people, very focals don't work. The very focal prescription they have don't doesn't work very well with a computer. And some people may need to have separate computer glasses, but that is something to take up with your optician. But definitely position your screen in such a way that when you're relaxed, sitting upright, looking straight ahead, you can see all of your screen. And that way you're not looking up too much. You're not looking down too much and you're taking the stress and strain off the neck. And it's encouraging you to sit upright. Having your screen too too low, which anyone who has worked off a laptop will realize is you're going to be looking down. You're flexing your neck. 
you're putting off additional strain on your neck muscles. And then what happens after a few minutes is because you're looking down, your body starts to follow your eye line and you will start to lean down towards that screen, rounding your shoulders. I'm just basically making yourself tight and small and decreasing, as I mentioned last week, the space inside in your abdomen. So keeping yourself upright is really, really hard to do when you're working off a screen that is too low. Looking at a screen that's too high, if you're constantly looking up all the time, whenever you want to navigate to the top of your screen, of course, you're going to irritate your neck muscles. They're going to be overused. You're going to irritate the discs in your neck and you'll cause yourself a discomfort or an injury. So screen position so that when you look straight ahead with the neck relaxed, your eye line is resting on the top one third. If you use two screens, I often get asked, how do I position multiple screens? I will get into this in more detail later on in a different podcast. But what I will say for now, if you use two screens, if one of those screens is used for 80% or so of your work, so the majority of your work, put that screen directly in front of you. If you're using a laptop and an external screen, make the external screen the one that you place directly in front of you, level with your eyeline, and then position the laptop or the second screen next to it on the left or the right. I always recommend going with whatever is your more um, dominant eye. So usually, in most cases, it will match with your dominant hand. So if you can, put it on the dominant side and just turn it slightly towards you so that that second screen is kind of looking at you. Use that for your emails, use it for your calls, use it for your internal messages. And that way, the main screen is directly in front of you. Your secondary screen is to the side, but angled towards you. And then drag over. If there's something on the small screen or the second screen you want to work on, drag it over. When you're done, drag it back. If you use your two screens approximately 50-50, what I would recommend then is position them both in front of you. So have you in the middle, have your two screens in front of you, and then angle them both in a small kind of V-shape towards you. So both screens are in front of you, both screens are angled towards you, both screens are level with your eye line for 50-50 use. So it does, for, and then we can go into, on another episode, I'll go into three screens and multiple screens, but that's just a general guide for now. And then your keyboard and your mouse position is going to relate to your chair. And the reason I say this, when you're typing, when you're using your mouse, you should be sitting upright with your back in contact with your chair. So the chair is supporting your back. Okay. So if your keyboard and mouse are too far away from you, well, then you're going to lean forward away from the chair every time you want to type and every time you want to use your mouse. And this can be affected by things like additional equipment. So notebooks are a big one that I see. A lot of people will position their notebooks in front of them and put the keyboard beyond that. So they'll be taking their notes and then lean over the notebook to type. What I say there is, and it's something I do myself, if you find that you do that, get yourself a spiral bound notebook. So A4, A5, whatever size you want to use, but one that can be folded over on itself. So only one page is, is on the table at any one time. Put that underneath your mouse. So if you're left or you're right-handed, if you're right-handed, put it underneath your mouse because most right-handed people will use the mouse with the right hand too. Use it as your as your mouse pad. And that way you can have your mouse position close to you, your keyboard position close to you, your notebook is still within reach, and you're not displacing your keyboard using your notebook. If you're left-handed, again, you can have your notebook on the left-hand side and a lot of left-handed people will actually use the mouse with the right. So you can have the notepad on the left-hand side and the mouse on the right-hand side. And again, keyboard nice and close to you. And another thing that's really important, 
position wise and posture wise when you're sitting at the computer workstation is your lumbar support. So no matter what chair you're sitting in, whether it's an office chair or a kitchen chair, you should have support in your lower lumbar curve. So that where you're in your lower back, where your spine curves inwards, that's where your lumbar support should be positioned. So that that lumbar support can take some of the load off the tissues of the lower back, off the discs, and help keep you upright and help keep that curve in its right position. Remember, we are supposed to have curves in our spine. So we don't want to be sitting so upright and so rigid that we're actually flattening the curve because that will cause strain. So if you're sitting on an office chair, adjust the lumbar support. Play with the height and position of your backrest. If you can't move that, move the position of your lumbar support. If your lumbar support is not adjustable, if there's no give, no movement in it, you may have to add an extra bit of support. And that's fine. Go grab a cushion, go grab a pillow, go get a foam lumbar support and put it on the back of the chair. Roll up a towel and attach it to the chair. And the same goes if you're using your standard kitchen chair. Most of them, very few ever, actually have proper lumbar support in them or any defined lumbar support in them. And that's okay. If that's all you have to use and for whatever reason, you either cannot accommodate an office chair or you can't get an office chair, well, you can adapt the chair. So add extra foam support or add a cushion to the back of it to sit in your lumbar curve. And if you're using, for example, a kitchen chair and like I was talking about earlier, your elbow drops underneath the table when you're typing and when you relax your shoulders, use an extra cushion. Put some cushioning on the seat to raise yourself up. Chairs can be adapted. Not all, but most chairs can be adapted to get you into this kind of what I want to call the the neutral positioning, even though it's not really neutral, but the neutral computer positioning, DSE positioning. We can always adapt. So what you should have checked while you're sitting here listening to me up and on is your elbow position. Is it level with your table or level with your keyboard? That's fine. Where are your feet? When you're level with your surface, can you plant them? Can you rest your heels on the floor? If not, get yourself a support underneath them. Make sure you have a support positioned in your lumbar spine. So when you sit upright, you can actually feel some support in your lower back. Position your screens so that when you look straight ahead, you're looking at the top third of it or slightly lower if you wear the very focals. If you're sitting at home and you're just working on the laptop, raise the laptop, either order yourself a laptop stand or get yourself a couple of boxes or a couple of books, raise it up, get yourself a separate keyboard and a separate mouse. You can use a laptop in a good posture if you just get yourself a separate keyboard, separate mouse and raise up the height of the screen. It is possible. It is not possible to maintain a good posture when you're working off a laptop only. If separate mouse, no, once your screen and your keyboard are connected, it is really, really difficult to get and maintain a good neutral posture. So that's your lumbar support, that's your screen, and then your keyboard, your mouse should all, and to be honest, everything you use frequently should be kept nice and close to you. That again, they're all within easy reach when you're sitting with your back against your chair. And one other thing I will add, if you are using a phone when you're working, so it could be your work phone, could be your personal mobile. If you're looking at your phone when you're working, what I would recommend is to get a little phone stand and put it over beside your screens and use that because what I see is a lot people who have ideal, what I would call textbook DSE postures. Everything's set up perfectly, but they're getting pains in their neck. And what I see then is when they go to use their phone, 
it's either down on the table and they just hit the button and look down at it or they hold it in their hand but they're holding it down and they're looking down at it get yourself a phone stand so that your phone is elevated and all you have to do if you think you get a message or you want to check your phone you just hit the screen and you're looking straight ahead at it again it's you're not looking down and that will help to keep you upright and this is I suppose for the general population the ideal DSE posture of course as I said there'd be tweaks and changes that I would make for somebody with specific issues but this is the ideal posture for the general population but as the saying goes in ergonomics the best posture is your next posture no matter how good your chair no matter how perfectly your setup is and no matter how well you think you sit when you're working on a computer you should not be maintaining that posture realistically for any more than 45 minutes at a maximum because even in the good postures even with good lumbar support and great screen positioning and great support under your feet the muscles in your body that are holding you upright when you sit at this position are going to get fatigued the longer you sit there and as I said before you get your lactic acid buildup you're going to get inflammation you're going to get fatigue and you're going to get stiffness discomfort it will encourage poor postures and it will just contribute overall if you have any injuries it will make them worse if you don't it could cause an injury and it could cause discomfort so the best posture is the next posture after 45 minutes up out of your chair if you're in a meeting either just bring the laptop with you or use a wireless headset so that even if the meeting is more than 45 minutes tip your camera off get up pace around for it's only for a minute or two just to let your muscles relax just to give your eyes a break just to give your neck and shoulder muscles a break let them all relax get rejuvenated get refueled before you sit back down and go for the next 45 minutes and if this is something that you struggle with i definitely recommend downloading a break reminder app onto your phone the reason being most of us have learned to ignore our smartwatches when they buzz to tell us to move because they don't break our concentration if you're working on something and you find it difficult to leave every your desk every 45 minutes because you're so concentrated on your work a break reminder app on your phone that you have to actually pick up your phone and turn it off so an audio cue and a visual cue and you have to turn it off to make it stop that will break your concentration and that way you're more likely to get up and take these micro breaks and it could be anything as i said before it could be getting a glass of water it could just be pacing a lap of the house and sitting back down but these micro breaks are so so important regardless of how well your desk is set up and even if you use a sit stand desk by all means sit for you know 30 to 45 minutes stand for 15 to 20 minutes but you still need to leave the desk to give your shoulders your wrists your forearms your eyes a break working at a sit stand desk it is not okay to be there for hours at a time even if you adjust your posture between sitting and standing you do need to leave the desk to give your body a break from the computer so that is as i said the ideal dse postures for the general population what i'm going to get on to next week is what is your ideal equipment so what is the very basic piece of equipment that you should have to allow you to get into these good dse postures when you're either working from home or working remotely or even in the office what's the basic piece of the kit you need to achieve these postures and i will get on to that with you um, next podcast now as i said before if anyone has a topic they want me to cover anyone has an issue they want me to cover just let me know get in touch on instagram at boyne underscore ergonomics 
or you can email me directly at info at boyinergonomics.ie. Let me know and I will add it to my list of topics to cover over the coming weeks. So until um, next podcast, I will talk to you all soon and everyone have a great week.